Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. We are located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Join us on the web at www.kingdomrock.org. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to go into part number four of this series entitled The Power to Receive. Today's message is subtitled Trouble in My Way. Is there trouble in your way? Are you trying to operate in faith, trying to receive things from the kingdom of God? But all you find is trouble. Nothing seems to be working right for you. Well, let me tell you now, according to the word of God, that once the trouble is removed, the power of God will flow. The power of God that brings salvation, healing, deliverance, whatever you need will flow in your life once the trouble is removed. We're going to learn about that today and a whole lot more. So stick around. Now, don't forget to join me on Facebook and become my friend. You can receive updates from Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center and learn about the current messages. And every once in a while, the Lord gives me a word specially for my Facebook friends. And I'll just log on and put that word there, and it blesses my friends. And I know that it's going to bless you as well. So come on and look me up on Facebook. Just look for Kingdom Rock in Bremen, Georgia, and you'll find us right there. And you can follow us on Twitter and keep up to date with all the happenings here and what the Lord is saying. I look forward to connecting with you. I really do. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Trouble in My Way, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, all right. Are y'all ready for the word of the Lord today? All right. Well, open your Bibles with me and let's turn to the book this morning, to the book of Joshua, Joshua, the first chapter. I'll give you a moment to find that Joshua, Joshua, the first chapter. And again, I want to greet you all in the wonderful and precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful that you came today. I'm so grateful that you came today to share in the rich word of the Lord. And I just know that you will be marvelously blessed today. Joshua, the first chapter, Joshua chapter one. Now, I also want to thank um, Cross Ministries, Gene and Diane, for praying yesterday um, at the cross in Carrollton, praying for the upcoming election. We appreciate you. Let's give God a hand of praise for them. We appreciate you. Thank you. We're also praying with you. Amen. Amen. And um, it's not a time for us to have a preference. Definitely do your homework as far as the candidates are concerned. But when you go in the booth, ask God, God, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want? That's who I'm voting for. Whoever you want. Ask him to guide your hand. All right. All right. Joshua, the first chapter. And we're going to continue today in the series in the series entitled uh, The Power to Receive. This is the name of the series, The Power to Receive. And we're going to speak today from the subtitle of Trouble in My Way. 
I have to cry sometime. Oh, so much trouble. I have to cry sometime. I stay awake, awake at night. But, but that's all right. I'm, I'm sorry. I know that Jesus will fix it after a while. Whoa, singing choir. Trouble in my way. I'm just, ooh, Lord help us. All right. Joshua, the first chapter. I enjoy my job. Do you know that? Uh, it has its moments, but I enjoy my job. Praise the Lord. Joshua, the first chapter. We're going to read just a few verses here, and then we're actually just going to go forward. Joshua, the first chapter, verse number one says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even uh, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses. Let's skip over to verse 5. Verse 5 says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Listen to that. Let me read that again. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Say promise. God made Joshua a promise. And this is a very, very big promise, isn't it? Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day, for this time that you have anointed and appointed to take place. Lord, we pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would flow in such a way that your people would be encouraged and rich and edified and, and fed and built up and ready to go back into the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in actions and in their words. Father, I pray that you would heal them, that you would deliver them, that you would loose them from every shackle and chain that binds them. Lord, that you would reveal the hindrances that are holding up the things that belong to them. For your glory, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Let your heart say amen. 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 And as what we try to do, I want you to say, repeat this after me. Say, Father, I thank you that today... I will receive the rich word of God. I come against any hindrance that would stop me from receiving your word. Today I'll be built up. I'll be encouraged. I'll be filled with joy. I'll get direction at the appearance of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right, all right. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Let's clap our hands to Jesus. Amen. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, so we see again here in verse number five. Verse five, it says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life, thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Powerful promise. 
God just told Joshua, hey, Josh, you got to take these people, my people, the children of Israel, you got to take them over this Jordan here and go into the promised land to possess it. It's time. And Joshua knows that there are uh, other people over there, over in, uh, other uh, inhabitants. He knows that there are some, some people that look like giants over there. There are war, warring people. This is a very hostile land. But God showed Joshua, Joshua, I'm giving it to you. It's yours. What, Lord? I'm giving it to you. All those people over there, I'm giving it to you. And he told, he gave him this promise there in verse number five. Partly, I believe, because of the people that were over there. He said in verse 5, nobody will be able to stand against you. Nobody will be able to stand against you. And just like you saw me with Moses, I'm going to be that same way with you. I'm not going to leave you. Look at what he said in the last part. I will not fail thee. I'm not going to let you down, Joshua. And I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you alone. Let's look at verse number nine. And it goes on to say here, have not I commanded thee be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. The Lord, he said, I'll be with you, whatever you, wherever you go. So we got, we have these precious promises that God has given to Joshua and Joshua is taking these promises to heart, right? As he's about to cross over the river, river Jordan and goes into the promised land and he's going to confront a hostile force. Now, remember, we're in the subject entitled how to receive, right? So Joshua is now depending on the Lord. All right, let's go over to chapter six here. And we see here in chapter 6, Joshua and the children of Israel come up to their first obstacle. Here is the land of Jericho. Are you with me? Amen. The city of Jericho. It says verse number 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given you have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty, mighty men of valor. Stop there. God told Joshua, see, I've given you the city of Jericho. There it is. What do you mean, Lord? Those people, are, the gates are locked. The people are staying in there. What do you mean you've given it to me? It doesn't look like you've given it to me at all. If you gave it to me, Lord, it looks like the people would get, come on out of there and let me have the city. But there's an opposition there, right? Those people are shut up in the city saying, no, you can't have this. The situation said no, but God said yes. yes, yes. Now here's where that faith comes in. God was telling Joshua, as he told him before, nobody will be able to stand against you. I'm going to whoop up on them every time they raise their hand against you. I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. I'll be with you. So the Lord tells Joshua, hey, here's the city, it's yours. Joshua says, all right, Lord, let's do this. What's the plan? Well, I want you to march around it a few times. On the last day, the priest's going to uh, blow the horn there, the trumpets. And people are going to shout with a great shout, and the wall's going to come down. It sounds good to me, Lord. And uh, they do that, right? They march around the place. And bef just before they do that, God gives Joshua, he gives him another word as to what to do when these walls fall down. And I want you to see this. 
Here's the command that he gave him in verse number uh, 17 through 19. When these walls come down, when this city becomes yours, this is what you're going to do. Now, I'm going to read this to you out of the uh, New Living Translation. I love the way it reads. Listen to this. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected our spies. Verse 18. Do not take anything. Say anything. anything. Do not take any or any of the things set apart for destruction. For you yourselves will be completely destroyed. And you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. All the silver, gold, iron, all of that must be brought into the Lord's treasury. Now, the name Jericho means it's moon. It's moon. I-T-S moon. It's moon. Which really talks about a lot about the inhabitants of Jericho and what Jericho really stood for. Jericho was a was a very rich and very prosperous city. Okay? Its name, its moons, its moon actually means that uh, Jericho possesses the moon or they possess the moon. The moon, that's, you know, that's that big ball way up there in the sky, right? It's pretty to look at, but you can't touch it because it's too far away. And this was the mindset of the people. Uh, they thought within themselves that uh, they were so rich, so well refined, you can't touch me. Who could come up to our stature? We're Jericho. Who can stand up against us? We are Jericho. They were very high-minded. And so God sends the people of Israel in there, and, and really the people of God, the people of Israel were sending judgment in the land. And Israel was God's judgment tool going through. And so they come to Jericho, and they shout with a great shout. And God says, as the Lord said, the walls would come down flat, and it did. And, but the Lord said, look, don't touch any of the silver, don't touch any of the gold, the iron, that belongs to the Lord. That belongs in the Lord's treasury. Now, this was the first city that Israel would come up against in the promised land. The very first one. And God said, don't touch it because this is the first fruits of the land. Say first fruits. This is the first fruits of the land or we can say the tithe of the land. God said the first fruits belong to me don't touch it the first fruits belong to me don't touch it it is holy unto the lord he said if you touch it you're going to bring a curse or you're going to bring trouble even into your own camp let's look at that command again in verse number 18 uh, joshua 6 chapter verse 18 rather verse 19 or let's look at verse 18 he said do not take any other things set apart for destruction for you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Now, this is extremely prophetic. He said, if you touch simply, if you touch my stuff, God said, you're going to bring trouble in the camp. Yes. 
if you touch what belongs to him, you're going to bring trouble in the camp. Now, let's look at uh, chapter 7 as we march on through this for a moment. He said, don't touch my stuff. You're going to bring trouble in the camp. Now, there are things that belong to God exclusively. Jesus said it there in the book of Mark. I believe uh, Mark, the fourth chapter. He said it there, uh, or rather Mark 12, verse 17. He says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render unto God the things that are God's. There are some things that belong exclusively to the Lord. And are not meant to be put with your stuff. They must be brought to the Lord's treasury. Are you hearing? All right. So they have such a very wonderful victory there uh, against Jericho. I'm telling you that the walls fell down. The people shouted and everybody's excited now, right? Joshua knows, hey, Lord, what you said was true. And I believe we can do this thing. I believe we can do this, Lord. Me and you, we can do this thing. We can conquer this thing. Hallelujah. We can take this land. So in verse number uh, chapter seven, verse number one, it says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, say Achan, the son of Carmi, the, the son of Zabni, the, the son of Zerah, the, uh, of the tribe of Judah took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of of Israel. That's for us to know. Joshua didn't know about this at that time. Now, the Bible says that Israel, it does not say Achan, it says Israel. It says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass uh, in the accursed thing. Achan did it. Achan stole it. But all of Israel were going to be, we're going to feel the weight of it. Not just Achan, but all of Israel were going to feel the weight of this. And you'd be surprised to know that the word Achan or the name Achan actually means trouble. It means troubler. Achan means troubler. You can make a note of that. Now, Achan was the son of Carmi. I want you to know this. And Carmi actually means a vineyard owner or rather my vineyard. Carmi means my vineyard. Praise the Lord. Zabdi was uh, his great grand, or rather was his grandfather. Zabdi means uh, endowment. Or, you know, we, see, we say that colleges receive an endowment. That is, they receive some sort of funding. Or one that has been given a gift, right? Um, Zabdi's father, or we can see we can say Achan's great granddad, great granddad is zero means rise. Okay. Now why is all this important? Because this shows, uh, Achan's heritage because his great granddad, remember all of them were in slavery because they came out of Egypt, but even in slavery, the hand of God was on zero and calls him to rise. Zira had a son called Zabdi. Zabdi means endowment. So that his father was called to rise. Zabdi was given an endowment, was given a, a trust or some sort of funding. And the family's doing well. And as it goes up to, uh, Zabdi had Carmine. Carmine Car means my vineyard. My vineyard. I mean, you have a vineyard, you're pretty rich. You're, you're pretty well off. Okay, but they were still in slavery, but all this was spoken over them. Wealth was spoken over them. Carmine had a son. Name Achan, 
which means troubler. There was a breakdown in the generations. So many great things God was going to do and fulfill in the generations until he got to the troubler. So here is Achan as they were going in the battle of Jericho and he sees all this gold and silver being brought out of Jericho and it it was marked out for God's house and he saw it. I'm sure maybe had to think, well, my family is supposed to be rich. Maybe this is meant for me. And so he took of the, the Bible says the accursed thing. He took it for himself. And we'll see this. He actually hid it among his own stuff. Now, I want you to see this. Now, the Bible, when the Bible says a cursed thing, we've got to understand this as well. A cursed thing means really something that is or something that has no blessing. When you talk about a curse, it means no blessing absent from the blessing. God is not with you in this. God is not with you. You're you're basically doing the whole thing by yourself. God is not with you. When someone, we say, you're cursed, we're saying that the blessing of the Lord is not with them. God is not with them. And when the Lord is not with you in anything, that's a curse. Are you hearing me? When you don't have the help of the Lord with you, that's curse. And so Achan had taken of the accursed thing. And so now we're going to see that God is not going to be with the people of God as they go to fight the next battle. All right, verse number two. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. That's the next city. Say Ai. Ai. Now Ai means heap of rubble. Heap of rubble. Just something that is destroyed. Just rock upon rock. Just heap of rubble. And so they go into Ai. He sends, Joshua sends spies out to Ai. Hey, go check out the land, boys. Let me, let me know what's going on, on down there. Let me have a report. And it says, uh, let's look at it. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Haven. So that's another word we need to know. Beth Haven, uh, on the east side of Bethel. And spake unto them, saying, go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. Now, Beth Haven and Bethel were actually on opposite sides. There's Ai in the middle, and there's Beth Haven on one side, and there's Bethel on the other side. Beth, B-E-F, or rather B-E-T-H, means house or house of. El means God. So we talk about Bethel, we talk about house of God. Okay. AI, I'm here again. AI's in the middle. Give me three people. Come on up here. Help me real quick, please. All right. Very good. Very good. Somebody stand right there in the middle. And someone stand on this side. Someone stand on the other side. Very good. Very good. To help you help bring this point out to you. All right. Now, I'm going to give them names, but they are not the names I'm about to give them. Okay. We understand that. All right. Just so that you will help to help bring this out to you. Here's AI. Okay, or she is representing AI. She is in the middle. Okay, and AI means what? Does anybody remember? That's right. It, it's from a heap of rubble. Heap of rubble. Okay, think about rubble. You know, after after a house is burned down, it's just just rubbish, just rubble. Right? Not good for anything. All right. Something was there, but it was destroyed. 
Okay, that's what the name of the city was. On the one side of the of the city, uh, there was Beth Haven. Beth Haven. Now we know that Beth Ol over here means what? House of God. But Beth Haven over here means house of vanity. Okay, Beth Haven, house of vanity, house of God, and in the middle of that, AI. Okay, there were people living in AI. And they enjoyed their city. They enjoyed it so much that when Joshua and the children of Israel were coming after them to take the city, they stood up and gave their lives uh, trying to defend it. Okay? They were living in the middle of the house of God and the house of vanity. You got, you, you have that picture? Okay, give them a hand. That's all I want. Thank you so much. Thank you for, thank you so much. <clears throat> they were living in the middle of the house of God and the house of vanity. Now, this is where a lot of us are living right now. Before we go even further, any further than this. Living between the house of God and the house of vanity. The house of vanity says, what does vanity say? Me. Mine. House of vanity says, I'm God. I control my own life. I know what's best for me. House of vanity says, it's all about me. House of God says it's all about him. It's all about Jesus, right? It's all about the Lord. It's his way over here. So there were people living in what other place could there be between vanity and the house of God, but a bunch of rubble in the middle of it. There were people actually living there, living in the middle. One day, maybe they were over here in vanity. It's all about me. Until something goes wrong and now, oh Lord, it's all about you. I'll come over here to you now. Living in the middle of those two extremes is all about me or it's all about you. They were living in AI. They were living and they thought they're probably doing good, but they were living well beneath. They're living in rubble, rubbish between those two opinions. Could not decide what they wanted to do. I pray that's not us today. In this place, because we can think we're doing pretty good, but you're actually living in rubble. Something that was good at one time, but it's just a bunch of charred ash now. And you know, you can get used to just trash. You can get used to just nothingness right there in the rubble. You can get used to have nothing. Used to crying out and you have nothing and people get used to it and start crying out to God and blaming God for the circumstances and their situations. But the Lord said, it's your choice to live in AI. You could come over to the house of Bethel if you want to. Praise the Lord. And so we see here, this was the, uh, we can say this, this was the conundrum between uh, the inhabitants here. Joshua and the people of Israel are going now to destroy that city, Ai, and take the land. So listen to what the spies say here when they came back from that report. He said, then they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up to smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither. But everybody doesn't have to go through the trouble of going to Joshua. He says, for they are but few. It's just a few folk over there. Don't worry about it. We can take them. This is easy for us. You know, there were millions of people that came with Joshua over the, over the Jordan. Millions of people. 
And the captains came back, the spies came back, told them, everybody don't need to go. We can handle this. It's a small city. Just send two or three thousand. We can handle this problem. No big deal. Don't worry about it. What were they saying? We got this. We got this. That's what they were saying. Uh, and, and this also was a mirror of the problem. The real problem here again, because remember they were in, they're right there in between vanity and the house of God. No one sought the Lord first before they went into AI. Joshua just simply sent out the spies and the spies came back to the port. Hey, we can handle this. No big deal. We can get this done. And so Joshua sends out the spies. Let's look at verse, uh, verse number three. Or rather verse four. It says, so there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about 30 and six, uh, 30 and 60, or rather six men. And they chased them from before the gate, even of a, um, a Shebarth, uh, and smote them in, in the going down, whether, rather, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. People said God was with us, but when the, when the people of God went up, about two, three thousand, three thousand people went up, AI, that place that should not have been a problem, whooped up on them real good and the people died what 36 of those people died uh, there trying to overtake that land so Joshua now is upset and you can see him praying but we won't get into it you can read it when you get home but Joshua is upset because I'm going to go ahead and go on Joshua was upset between six and six and nine and he was praying to God Lord why did you let this happen in essence, why isn't this working for me? You told me that you would be with me. You told me that you wouldn't forsake me. You told me that no man will be able to stand up against me. And now we come to this little city that should not be a problem. And we were whooped. We were beat. What are we going to do when the other people of this land hear that you can't even help us defeat this small city? What are we going to do? And what are they going to say about you? That you let this small thing destroy us. And so the people became worried. They became fearful. And so Joshua, here again, he sought the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him and said something to him. But before we get into what the Lord said, I want you to also understand this. And I thank God that you're hearing today. Because there are a lot of people right now that are actually living at that point. They have tried to work something out. They said, I come to church, I read my Bible and all this sort of stuff. And they say, well, it's not working for me. I got God's promises and it's not working for me. And instead of really seeking the Lord or tracing the problem back to the source, as we talked about before, what they do is to stay there and whine and complain and lose heart and dwell in unbelief. And they don't go any further. They may sooner or later send out more people, send out another batch of people, but those people will be destroyed too because they have not sought God for the answer. But Joshua seeks God for the answer because he believes in what the Lord said. He takes the problem right back to the Lord. You said this and this should not have happened. And we see here, let's look uh, at verse number 10. It says, and the Lord said to Joshua, get thee up. 
Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? He said, get up. Why are you praying before me? Why are you praying before me? Now I'm going to read that to you. I love the way it reads too out of the um, New Living Bible. It says uh, in verse number 10, And the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded, I commanded must be set apart for me. And have... Uh, and and they have not stolen they have not only stolen them but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings king james said they hid it among their own stuff they hid my stuff with their stuff he said this is why the israelites are running from their enemies in defeat or this is why you are running from your enemies in defeat he says, for now Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves uh, in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the Lord, the rather for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. So here again, why isn't it working for me? Why can't I receive victory? In this context, the Lord said, because you're holding something that belongs to me. You're holding something that belongs to me. And the Lord said, you will not defeat your enemies. You will not go any further until you get this thing out of the camp. This is why, Joshua, you couldn't uh, defeat AI. This is why you can't have victory in this, because you've got something that belongs to me. Are you hearing? And so Joshua goes through the camp, and uh, he finds Achan. And this is what Achan said in verse number 19. Verse 19, uh, the New Living Translation again, it says, Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon. 200 uh, silver coins and a bar of gold wedge um, in a rather in a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent uh, with the silver buried deeper from the rest. And so we see here that uh, they found out who it was and Joshua commanded the people uh, to stone Achan and his family and all that he had and they burned them up and then we see God move with them again once this knot was removed out of the holes then the power of the Lord began to flow again now the problem was not with Joshua the problem was not here again it was not with the leadership it was something that was in their house something that was meant for God 
there was trouble in their way. There was some trouble in their house. Now, it does not always have to be with money. The Lord says simply honor me. We can honor him in our tithe and offerings. We can honor him also in our time with, our, with prayer and Bible study and church attendance. This is how we're honoring the Lord. We, this is how we're giving him the first fruits. After all, we, on Sundays we meet the first day of the week. Are you hearing? We can serve him. That is, we can love him and we can serve his people as well. And we can honor him with our bodies, for our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We can honor him in exercise and in, and in proper diet and in times of fasting. And listen, every time we cease to do these things, you're actually saying, God, I got this. I know what's best. It is not lip service that God is looking for, but it's life service. It's life service. So if you want God to go before you, if you want God to go before you in these different areas in your life, and whether it's financially or whether it's mentally or emotionally or physically or whatever area it is in your life, you must set him apart first. You must honor him first. You've got to honor him first. And then the Lord will go before you and you'll see that that kink in the holes will come out of that and the power of God will flow. So what do you need to do today? Because many of you are frustrated just like Joshua. Lord, why isn't this working? Why aren't I advancing in my finances? Why aren't I advancing in my marriage? Why aren't I advancing in ministry? Why aren't I advancing in my relationships? Why aren't I advancing? You need to check up and see, do you have something in your life that belongs to God? Or something in your life that is accursed? Find out where the trouble is. Find out where the trouble is because God has already promised, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's already promised you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's already promised you victory on every side. He has already promised that he will cause you to triumph in every area. But we're not in many cases because we have something that belongs to him or we have something that is accursed. We have welcomed it and we have hid it among our own stuff. There could be other activities that we're doing that we've hidden among our own stuff. That nobody knows. Nobody knew what Achan was doing. But Achan. And he had hidden that among his own stuff. He had welcomed trouble in his own home and hidden it. What are you hiding in your own home? Now, I'm not speaking. Um, I don't want to speak to you in a, in a condemning tone because it's not necessary. What I do want to tell you is simply to alert you that if the hose is knotted and you're not receiving everything you're supposed to receive from the Lord, check up and seek the Lord. What am I holding? What am I hiding? What do I have that is accursed? Where is the trouble in my home? Show me not, not just trouble in my home, but there can be trouble in me. What am I doing that can stop the flow of your anointing in my life? Oftentimes you will have to ask the Lord, Lord, take the taste out of my mouth for it. Take the desire out of my, my heart for it. I don't want to see it anymore as entertaining. I don't want to have, I don't want it to have any value uh, in my life. Take that desire from me. 
created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit on the inside of me. And I'm telling you that as you do that, and as you continue to do that, you're going to see the flow of the power of God just return in your life. Here again, Joshua had to go on the hunt to find the trouble. And today, God's giving you that assignment as well. Go on the hunt and find the trouble. Go on the hunt and find the trouble. Don't just sit there in defeat. Go on the hunt and find the trouble. Find the trouble. I've gone to many houses and uh, individuals have uh, prayed about demons and I've, I've done a lot of that. And, you know, there's demons and I see ghosts in the house and, and all this other stuff. Individuals have called me and bowed in and other places. Please come over. Please come over. We can't do anything. Please come over. And I go over there and the Lord may show me sometime that. Where did that come from? We got this one so, so-and-so place. That's a demonic symbol right there. You are inviting it into your home. You are inviting it into your home. It's like people having problem with flies in the house. Well, you got a pile of boo-boo over there in the corner. And as soon as you open the door, the flies are going to come in. I'm just trying to make it plain to you. Because there are some things that attract flies. There are some things that attract demons. You hear me? They attract them. They attract them. You say you can't get them out. Well, you're not going to get them out until you get that big pile of it out of the house. And if there's nothing attracting them in your house, you won't have a problem with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to them and tell them we got to find the boo-boo. If you do that, you won't have a problem with it. But if you're hiding the boo-boo under the tent, you're going to have a problem. Because all sorts of trouble will come. Because these things are attracted to it. You will attract problems to you. I pray you've heard the word of God. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. We'll stop right there. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't mean to be crass with you or anything like that, but I need to break it down in a way that you can hear it and understand it. I'm very serious about you possessing what God has for you and about you being all that God uh, has marked out for you to be. Are you hearing? Don't stay there in 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 the city of rubble. God has something greater for you. So this morning, I'm telling you, go on the hunt. Find the trouble. If trouble's in your entertainment, find the trouble. Find the trouble. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for receiving, uh, for the words you gave us today. We thank you, Lord, that your word was life-changing, that we have been fed, that we have been edified, that we have been enriched, that we have been encouraged. Now, Lord, I pray that you would anoint your people today to find the trouble. Lord, as you showed Joshua where the trouble was, And Joshua was confident of where the trouble was. Lord, even so, show your people where the trouble is. Let them be confident about the trouble, knowing that this is that. And Lord, give them courage to deal with it. No matter what it is, if it's a a relationship, if it's something, a physical item in the house, 
if it's if it's a program a television program or some form of entertainment Lord show them where the trouble is Lord, we thank you for this anointing because after this trouble is dealt with and removed we'll mow over this problem that has been bothering us so Lord I thank you right now I thank you Holy Spirit I thank you for the anointing to find the trouble is now available in this atmosphere and we reach up and we receive it right now by faith in Jesus mighty name I thank you father we pray that you are richly blessed by today's message we would love to connect with you just go to our website at kingdomrock.org you can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org we would love to hear from you and if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.